Hey listeners, hi. Okay, so without much further ado, let's just get into this one. Oh, come on. People are interesting, complex, yet simple creatures. And so in describing people, we peel back a person's mask, overlook the judgments that they may have against them, and get a glimpse into why they are the way they are. Some might call it a character sketch, but here it's just describing a person. This is a work of fiction. Or is it? There was a scuff mark on the wall by the door from when she threw his sneaker at him as he was shutting the door behind him for the very last time. She would have thrown the other one too if he hadn't already packed it. Allison will leave it there until she moves. She won't be able to paint over it no matter how much time will pass. As a reminder, maybe, of what? She'll never be sure. Her independence, her failures, her strength, healing, I don't know. Later that night, in the humid, clingy air, she took the trash out. The bag containing the shoe, his sweatshirt he forgot in her drawer, most of her hair, the bottoms of all her pant legs, and the bottom half of most of her shirts. After throwing the bag in the dumpster, she stood shivering, despite the warm breeze against her now bare neck, belly, and legs, feeling numb. She needed a shower because the cut hair was itching on her shoulders, and now she suddenly felt panicky. Don't judge. We've all been there in some form. I know I have. She had always been told that she didn't have the face for short hair, so she kept it long. But tonight, obviously, she changed that. She stepped up on the step stool in her bathroom to look in the mirror. Her hair was short, like short, short, like shorter than a pixie cut short. Before, the idea was for like edgy, and now it was just looking choppy, like someone had cut it with scissors from their kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. This breakup might cost her more than she was prepared for. Not just emotionally. She'd need to go to the salon to fix her hair. She'd need pants, despite since she was so short, she needed a step stool to see in the mirror. She rarely could find shorts that were actually short enough for her. And now that she had cut all her pants, she actually had shorts that were short enough, but she she didn't have pants anymore. So there's that. And then same with her shirts. She never actually had crop tops because crop tops were basically normal shirt length for her. Anyways. She ran her hands over her hair, downed her round cheeks, and poked them 
in with her fingers. The lack of long hair emphasized her ears that stuck out, her short neck, and broad shoulders. It made her eyes look large and alienish. Them being red and puffy from crying didn't help either. Her nose was red and swollen to match. She dropped her hands to her side and scrunched up her nose and sniffed in a tear-threatened breath. She closed her eyes regretting too much. And now, every time she would look in the mirror, she'd be reminded of that night. That night when all of her life fell apart, or so she thought. See, the thing is, tomorrow always comes, and if we wait it out, life has a way of putting itself back together. Maybe differently than we planned, but it happens, I can guarantee you. Tomorrow, she could go to the salon, she could go shopping. Until then, though, she retreated under her comforter, the only place without reminders, she thought. But as the comforter slid over her head, he was still everywhere. We are surrounded by reminders daily, whether we are their creators or they're imposed upon us. And even if we lose all our senses, you know, like sight, smell, taste, touch, you know, our five senses, we have our memories. Until we don't. Then without those, and with, let's say, all our senses, all our five senses intact, who are we? Do we lose ourselves? Without things to remind us of us, of our past, We, and we only have like the present, this moment, no stories, no memories, no regrets or achievements to make us who we are without the pain or joy, who would we be? You see, reminders can be a pain in the butt, but at the same time, kind of make up who we are. They make up our story. They make up our present and our future. And it's our choice to take the next day, take all our overwhelming amount of reminders and move on knowing that we might make the wrong choice and shit might happen and it's going to suck for a while. And you know what? We might make the right choice and it's going to be amazing but it always passes, I can guarantee you. This too shall pass, and we're gonna slowly build a story filled with reminders that make us who we are. So, Alice in Austin, she's gonna be okay. And someday she will paint over that scuff mark, and it might be the day before she moves out of her apartment, but you know what? I promise, it's going to be fine. Describing People is written and produced by me, Sarah Kaliski. 
And then the song on this episode is by Ketza. You can check out more of his music in the links I'm going to put in the description. And then the music in the intro is from the song Metro is Breathing by the artist Costa T. You can find out more about him also and his work in the description. So if you've enjoyed this, feel free to share it with your friends, your enemies, whomever. You know, the people of the world. <laughs> um, you can also join in on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username describing PPL. You can also find that stuff down in the description. Well, I'm Sarah, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of Describing People. Until next time, stay kind, wise, and beautiful. And remember, don't give up. Cheers. <laughs>